Welcome to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, the podcast for high achievers who want to stay sharp, focused, and full of energy despite their diagnosis. With your host, National Board Certified Functional Medicine Health Coach, Julie Michelson, where Julie helps you take your power back from autoimmunity. And now here's your host, Julie Michelson. Welcome back to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast. I'm your host, Julie Michelson, and today we're joined by Dr. Lisa Grant, and we're talking about autoimmune thyroid disease and fertility. Dr. Lisa is a double board certified oriental medicine doctor specializing in fertility, and she's the owner of the Fertility Reset Online, which supports couples in building the families they desire. In today's conversation, we're diving deep into the autoimmune thyroid fertility connection. And Lisa shares her approach and wisdom with us, including that one thing that everyone with Hashimoto's must do. Dr. Lisa, welcome to the podcast. Hi, it's great to be here. I am so excited for our conversation today and to dig deep with listeners. But I always love to start because at A, because I'm curious. And B, because I know somebody's going to lean in a little closer. You know, how did you get to be doing this? What What is your, if, whether it's your personal journey or your story that kind of brought you to this world? So I was actually a patient. I'm a Chinese medicine doctor. I was a patient before I was, you know, before I went to school. I had horrific digestive issues to the point where my stomach would hurt so bad. I thought I was going to pass out. Oh. It just, it hurt. And the doctors scoped me and they were like, we don't know what it is. And they were like, and I was like, everything hurts. And they're like, well, if it hurts, you don't eat it. And I'm like, no, everything hurts. I can't eat anything. So I happened to read an article in the paper that said that Chinese medicine acupuncture could help patients who had chemo induced nausea. And I'm like, well, nausea is definitely something that I'm dealing with. So let me go talk to an oriental medicine doctor and see if they can help me out. And I went to a local acupuncturist and things were so bad that in the originally I was going like three days a week, which is, which is a lot. But after a few weeks, all of a sudden, like I could start eating things again. And it got to the point where like every few days I would call up my dad and I would be like, dad, guess what I was able to eat today and not want to pass out. So, and at the same time, I was looking for a career change and I was looking at law school versus something else, you know, and I went into my acupuncturist one day and I was like, you know, I'm pretty sure I'd be a good lawyer, but I don't think I want to be a lawyer because it's going to like, it's going to be really hard to raise my kids and do that at the same time, just because of the nature of, you know, my husband's job. And he was like, okay. And I was like, so what should I do? And he's like, (laughs) are you asking me? And I'm like, sure, I'm taking suggestions. And he looked at me and he's like, you should do this. Why? Why do you think I'd be good at this? And he's like, Lisa, you stop complete strangers on the street if they're limping and hand them my card and tell them they really need to try acupuncture. He's like, you're clearly passionate about it. He's like, you know, it works. And honestly, if if your concern about balancing work and life is an issue, he's like, because you own your own practice, you can set your own hours and you can do the things that you want to do. And I went home and I thought about that. And I went and looked at the website and looked at the prereqs and I'm like, I can do that. So I enrolled. (laughs) And like 14 years later, here I am. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so amazing. The universe is so kind. And I love, you know, it's, we need to look up sometimes, right? We're yeah. always, it, it's that next step is there, even right. if we have no idea what it is. Right. right. Um, and nothing better than somebody with their own journey that becomes passionate. Of course, you know, I'm a little biased, <laughs> but <laughs> I believe this is how we are changing medicine and, and changing wellness, really, yeah. not just medicine. So yeah, it's one conversation, one patient at a time, but it builds and it's important. So, and, and how I got into fertility was I had actually had my own fertility journey. I had had, you know, during the course of trying to get pregnant, I had five pregnancies, three miscarriages. It was really rough. Nobody had any great answers. Had my, you know, second kid. I'm like, I'm done. I'm good. And when I got into acupuncture, I was not, I deliberately avoided fertility because it was still too raw for me. It hurt too much. Yeah. And then a really, really close friend came to me and she's like, I really want to get pregnant and I've been trying and I can't. And I was like, I need to think <sighs> about this. I know. And I'm like, oh man, if that isn't a call, I don't know what it is. But I was like, can I handle this? You know, because there's often a lot of disappointment and false starts and just, you know, it, it and, and there's not always a happy ending. So it, but it was, it was good that it was her because, you know, I tried some things, we did some things and I was really honest. I was like, okay, so I'm doing what I was taught. I don't know if it's going to work. And, you know, she was there. She was like, look, I know you will do the best you can. That's all I'm asking. And, you know, fortunately it worked out. She got her kid. It was great. And then the phone started ringing off the hook and I was like, (laughs) there it is again. So, you know, it's, it's, I'm not always sure. Right. I'm not always sure that I accept that whole idea that the universe is always going to bang on your door when you need it or when, you know, but it's like, but definitely in these two places or cases, I was like, yeah, okay, this is clearly something. And there's such a need for, for any practitioners who are, you know, complementary specializing in fertility, because while Western medicine doctors, I mean, it's a technological wonder what we can do with Western medicine to help women and, you know, couples start their families, but there's still a huge number of missing pieces. And that's where what I do comes in because putting these pieces together and filling in the gaps for the places where Western medicine doesn't know what to do with it, or doesn't even, it doesn't even show up on the radar. So I will often find that, you know, it's like, there's some patients where I'm like, look, from the get-go, I'm like, we're going to have to do some sort of assisted reproductive fertility. But what I want to do is improve your fertility so much that whatever it is that we're going to wind up doing is going to work better, faster, and hopefully save you some money <laughs> because yeah. IVF is so expensive, right? If we have well, to and heartache and, and yeah, heartache all of it hard and all of it. So yeah. So yeah. that was, that was the other piece of the story was it wasn't just me as a patient. It was me as not having a patient, not having the resources. I got lucky. I got my kiddos, but then it was like, okay, what can I do to help other women on this pathway? Because it's a really tough place to be. I love that. And for those of you that are watching the video, I have something in my eye. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not crying, although I could be because this, it is, it's such a a common journey. I actually remember the first time I'd ever, this is way, it was before I even had symptoms of autoimmunity. I remember the first time I heard <laughs> the term Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And, and it was because I had a family member who was diagnosed mm-hmm. post miscarriage. And it was like dots connected because she's like, oh, yep. my mom had that. My mom had three miscarriages. Yep. And, and, yep. and so, yep. 
Yep. It's so, so, so common. And so I want to talk about those missing pieces. And and we were chatting before I hit record. Listeners know because it comes up all the time, right? That that I am absolutely not anti-Western medicine, nor are you. We're, so I just want to highlight, we're not bashing that. It, it's I always say there's a time and a place. And if I have an emergency and I need acute care, that's where I'm going. I'm Correct. not going to an acupuncturist when I need surgery. Like, no, absolutely. And I happening. tell my patients that all the time. I'm like, there are times when it's like, do yeah. not call me. Call your doctor. Yeah. What are you yeah. doing? Yeah. Because because it's yeah the 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 issue or the the place where I think a lot of people have misconceptions is that what Western medicine does is it has its own sort of like wheelhouse, and yeah. quite frankly, so do I. And sure. I, you know, and it's like there are places where I can improve things. There are places where Western medicine can improve things. So and when, when you're I, working together, it's that, magic. <laughs> and I and I am actually I'm actually like personal friends with several reproductive endocrinologists in Las Vegas, which is where I practice. And you know, we basically have each other on speed dial because sure. I'll have a patient who comes in and I'm looking at stuff, and you know, and it's like I will ask my friends, like, hey, so this is what I'm seeing. Can you like? give me some mind share. They will text me and go, Hey, we're sending somebody to you because they've got this, this, and this. And we know we, you need to take care of them before we can get, do what we need to do. So it's a really lovely like partnership because they understand that with the way that Western medicine is structured, there are certain things they don't know what to do with. For example, like Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And I'm really excited to talk about this because this is one of those sort of unexplored, unacknowledged and and yet very, very, very critical pieces in dealing with fertility issues, because I have patients who come in with like this crazy range of like fertility issues. And at this point, what I now do is I always do that full panel. I don't just look at TSH, right? Because a lot of doctors will, it's like as the regular panel, they will look at TSH and they will look at free T4. And If the TSH is fine and the free T4 is fine, they will say no thyroid issues. Well, as you know, as probably most of your listeners, (laughs) there are three tests missing in there. And the big one is, is TPO and the TGAB. And if you are missing the diagnosis of the Hashimoto's, often what happens is, is that, you know, patients will come in and they will have either repeat miscarriages or just generic, I can't get pregnant, or they'll ovulate late or they'll ovulate early or they're always cold, or they're always hot. I mean, it's like, this is the entire gamut of Chinese medicine symptoms, right? It's like, it could I, I have 15 diagnoses just looking at those. But what, looking at those tests, the free T3, the TSA, or excuse me, the TPO and the TGAB lets me do is diagnose, okay, autoimmune thyroid disease. Now, that's a Western medicine diagnosis, okay? But, and, and how I deal with that in Chinese medicine comes after I kind of take a functional medicine approach to it. And I look at that and I'm like, okay, you have antithyroid antibodies. Has anybody ever told you you have Hashimoto's? And half the time the answer is no. And then, or more. And so the answer, then we go through a like one main huge lifestyle change that they have to make. I'm like, and you cannot screw with this lifestyle change. I'm like, you cannot compromise. You cannot cheat. I was like, I'm willing to compromise with a lot of things. I am not willing to compromise on this one lifestyle change that you must do. And I was like, and 75% of the time we can fix the Hashimoto's and it will stop it cold. 
And everybody's like, at that point is like, I will do anything because when women come to me because they're having fertility issues, they are either at the place where they're like, I don't want to do IVF or whatever, or if I have to, I wanted to have, you know, get put my best foot forward or they've done it. It didn't work. And generally my patients will do anything that I ask them to because I make an effort to like connect and have rapport with them, but also let them know, look, I will tell you these things. And if I don't know what the answer is, I will tell you, but I'm also working with like 10, a decade more of doing this. And I want, you you know, you just have to trust that I know what it is that I'm doing. And, you know, some of your patients will joke. It's like, do you want me to stand on my head? I'm like, not today. (laughs) I may get there. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Um, But, and, and that one change, like I said, 75% of the time we fix it. And then on top of that, we put all of my fertility recommendations and my Chinese medicine diagnosis and all that, because what I found is my Chinese medicine alone doesn't deal directly with the antithyroid antibody because of what we do in the United States. And so I'm, it's like, so, so drum roll. I know. So here's the thing. What I tell my patients is it's very hard to do, but it is a very simple change. And that is, I need them to go 100% strict, like you have celiac disease, like your life depends on it, gluten-free. I was so, I'm like, if she says something different, I'll be so surprised. (laughs) Yeah, no. And that's, and that's, but that, that is it. And, and 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 I love, I love two things that you said. One, (laughs) Is that it's hard to knowledge. It's it can be hard to do, but it is simple. Mm-hmm. Right? Simple. simple. And two is I already forgot what you what the other. Oh wow, that's great. And no, I did not have gluten today. Wow. The oh, part where it's like all in. The all in. All in. The, that's oh my it. gosh, if I hear one more time, you know, I'm gluten free. You are? Well, mostly. Then you're not. Nope. Nope. And, and, and the way I explain it, the way I explain it is, is basically look, okay. Every time you eat gluten, your body, your immune system is getting confused. And because the protein on the outside of the gluten looks so similar to the, the protein molecules on the outside of your thyroid, your body is attacking your thyroid. And then I play dirty and I'm like, how bad do you want this baby? I'm, I'm perfectly happy to play dirty like that. Yeah. Because it's true. Well, and and, it, and it's, it's not really playing dirty. It's like take, yeah. going to the heart of what they want. And it's like, look, if you want this baby because it has not happened, you have tried for however long you've been trying for, whether it's, you know, six months or I had one, I had one woman come in. So it was really interesting. About a year and a half ago, I had four women come in within a month. Three of the four of them had undiagnosed Hashimoto's. Three, like one of them had had like four repeat miscarriages and nobody could figure out why. One of them was just like she had been trying, couldn't get pregnant. One of them knew that she had Hashimoto's, but didn't know what to do about it. And one of them was just, I mean, actually two of them were just kind of like, we don't know what's going on. Of the ones that weren't diagnosed, ran my panel. I'm like, Hashimoto's. I'm like, this is what you need to do. And they went all in, right? And it's, it's, I actually send all of my Hashimoto's patients to celiac.com. I'm like, yeah. they did all the work. Perfect. Right. I'm like, they did yeah. all the work. It hides it's everywhere. Not rockets on. It's like, oh, no, it's not. <laughs> Except you have to figure, excuse me. You have to know that like it hides. It doesn't say wheat. It True. doesn't say gluten. It says modified food starch. I'm like, if you don't know what it is, assume it's gluten. 
Right. Right. If, 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 and if it doesn't have the little label that says gluten-free, it's gluten. Unless, you know, you're talking about. Unless it's lettuce or. (laughs) Right. Like lettuce or meat or as like, and rice, rice is naturally gluten-free, right? I'm like, you're okay with rice. But I was like, but the problem is, is that anything is processed. It could have been cross-contaminated. And we are talking about, it's not like you picked up a piece of bread and ate it. We're talking on the microscopic level. Anything that triggers your immune system is going to kill your thyroid. And that makes it impossible for your body to do what it wants to do. Now, do women who have Hashimoto's thyroid thyroiditis get pregnant naturally? Absolutely. Do they do it without my help? Absolutely. Do they do it eating gluten? Absolutely. But if you're coming to me and you haven't, you're not. And that's why we need to be a lot more consistent and careful about it. And what's remarkable when I have my patients go gluten-free is they'll come back like two weeks. I'm like, look, the first week, you're going to be like, Bleh. you're going to maybe even 10 days. You're going to be like, Bleh. it was like, come back to me in two weeks, weeks, mark my words. Your brain fog is going to go away. You're going to have more energy. The bloating is going to go down. If you have the puffiness, that's going to go back. And they come back and they're like, I have not felt this good in years. And I'm like, I know. And I know. So here's the thing, Julie, they always cheat. They always cheat because <laughs> we're human beings and we always we have, have to, to. We have to test. We have to cheat. And I know they're going to cheat. And I don't say anything because I know yeah. they're going to cheat and they'll yeah. come back in. And you know, they're going to feel horrible. And it's great like, because yes. I, I don't have to say anything. They'll yeah. come back in and I'm like, how'd you yeah. do? And they'll be like, I had gluten this weekend. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how'd that work out for you? <laughs> and they're like, I felt horrible, <laughs> yeah. you know, and they, and I was like, yeah, that is your immune system going, don't do that. And I never have to ask them about gluten again, because they're a believer because their body has told them loud and clear, right? That's not okay for me. And so here's, here's why, and this is why I'm so excited to have this conversation with you today, because this is why this matters in Chinese medicine. So let's, let's come over a little bit into my world because Chinese medicine doesn't explicitly recognize like autoimmune diseases. Remember, this is a medicine that's been around for 3000 years. We look at everything from like outside signs and symptoms. So I've never found a way to see autoimmune thyroid disease in the pulses, which is one of our like, you know, diagnostic techniques in the tongue. If you've ever been to an acupuncturist, they'll be like, stick your tongue out. We see things in the pulses, in the tongue. We're looking at things on the body. But remember when I said, I have women who come in with fertility issues and it, a lot of it comes down to Hashimoto's thyroiditis, but it can look like anything. This chameleon-like aspect means it's very difficult for me to see it. And I have other diagnostic tools that I use for fertility. Um, And I just, I've never been able to see it, which is why I really love the blood work because that tells me it's black and white. It's right there. It's a shortcut. Oh, it's a shortcut. (laughs) Saves lots of time and effort and, you know, heartache. So in Chinese medicine, though, the way that we think about the thyroid is there is not a separate thyroid. Okay. There's no, there's no separate sort of like energy line that says thyroid on it. We call it split between what we call the spleen meridian and the kidney meridian. We're not, we don't have time to go into the whole physiology thing about this, but basically there are 12 lines of energy that run through your body and each one is them is associated with the organ that it runs through. So it, it governs the functions of that organ. It governs the area of the body that it runs through. So like if I have somebody who has arm pain, that's running like along here, Mm-hmm. I'll be working on the large intestine meridian. Now I am aware that the large intestine is nowhere near there. <laughs> right. 
Right. But the fact is, is that we know that points here will affect your large intestine. But sometimes if somebody's elbow hurts, just put a needle in there because it's even, yes, it's a large intestine needle, but that's where it hurts. But it also covers like a general function of the organ. So for example, the large intestine is in charge of eliminating things that you are done with. And this happens on a physical level. It happens on an emotional level. So I have people who can't have trouble with grief and letting go. I'll work on the large intestine meridian because that clears it. Okay. So just like that, the spleen is split between the kidney meridian, which is basically the easiest way to think about it is sort of like the global sort of energy manager of the body. Okay. And it decides who gets what in terms of energy. So you can see how that might be a thyroid thing. And the other half of it is the the spleen meridian, because the spleen meridian is in charge of nurturing and nourishment and what we call the transformation of basically food. Sure. You take, you eat the food and there's this magical alchemical process where what you eat gets turned into, it gets broken apart and turned into all these molecules that we then absorb and turn into tissue. Okay. Whether it's thyroid or thyroid hormone or whatever it is. So you can see how you got the energy piece on the kidney, and then you've got the nutrition piece that also transforms into energy, and you need both of them happy. And one of the things that I do for my Chinese medicine is figure out, okay, who's unhappy? Because with thyroid, I need to figure out, is the kidney the most unhappy, or is the spleen the most unhappy? And I have a ginormous shortcut if I have women going gluten-free, because I just fix the spleen meridian. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? I'm like, it's way easier. now. All sorts of things in fertility having to do with the spleen meridian because part of the transformation process has to do with like creating blood and creating, you know, the hormones and creating the follicles. So it's not, it's not like, you know, cure the Hashimoto's or at least, you know, treat the Hashimoto's and fix all the fertility issues. There's a lot more to it than that. But that is such a gigantic piece of relieving the pressure and the literal attack on the spleen meridian's function, then it makes it a whole lot easier to get everything else to go because your thyroid is your energetic thermostat. It, in Western medicine, it decides how much energy does, how much energy do you have and who's going to get it? Yeah. Right. And the who's yeah. going to get it part is the kidney. And the kidney is always going to put your heart, your brain, your lungs, your nervous system. It's going to put you before the fertility. Sure. Because fertility, eh, you can do that next month or the month after that, or maybe in a year. But if you're dead, eh, it's all good. <laughs> you're done, right? <laughs> so the kidney is always having to discern who gets it. And the kidney will only feed fertility if it knows there's enough energy to go around. You need the resources. You need the resources. And if you've got the Hashimoto's thyroiditis, you don't have the resources because your body is barely keeping on top of what you need. Brain fog, bloating, exhaustion. So by fixing the Hashimoto's thyroiditis by going gluten-free, we, we free up a huge amount of the energy and the resources that then with the fertility, with the fertility lifestyle changes that I have my patients do when they do my 90-day my reset with, you know, the acupuncture, I can now tell, tell the body, okay, so you now have enough energy. Let's do this next thing, which is near and dear to the heart of my patient and the near and dear to the heart because, of course, the, you know. It's like the heart wants a baby. I'm like, so now we can go to this next level where we're working on your fertility and we can, your body, your body is convinced. Your body knows there's enough energy to do all of it, live life and also make, have the resources to make a baby. 
So that's why this is so important because if your if your thyroid is messed up, you don't have enough energy to do the fertility thing, which is at the top of the list of what my patients come to me for. Which is so true. And and anybody who's really, whether they're <laughs> listening for fertility or listening because of Hashi's, you know, mm-hmm. which is so common, oh, it, 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 it's is. not difficult once you've experienced the fatigue nope. that can go with it to imagine, wow, well, yeah, no wonder my body can't make a baby right now because I'm having trouble getting out of bed in the morning. Exactly. Right? And, like and they, they connect. I heard something once recently, or I heard something recently, which I was like, oh yeah. It's like, you basically need to think of, of pregnancy. Cause remember that's the end goal of fertility. Pregnancy is like becoming an Olympic athlete for right. a woman. It's like right. the single most energy intensive thing that she's ever going to do other than just living the entirety of her life. And if you don't have enough energy to live your life, how the heck are you going to make it through the Olympic trials? I love that. It's so, <laughs> so true. Mm-hmm. So true. I want to touch on the the question of, you know, what about the people listening that, you know, they have Hashi's and maybe they've been struggling with fertility or maybe they're getting ready to start a family. Mm-hmm. And even though they know they have Hashimoto's, their OBGYN or their fertility specialist is saying, you know, yeah, I know you have that, but it's fine. It's, it has nothing to do with this. It's not affecting this. Right. right. Okay. So if Remember what we said earlier about, you know, the wheelhouse is, is the Western medicine right. does what it is. Okay. So Western medicine doesn't have a way to treat Hashimoto's until it starts affecting TSH. By that point, the damage has already been done. So if your doc has run the tests and, you know, if you have any kind of questions about fertility, I think every woman should get all five of those fertility, t- or those, excuse me, those thyroid tests done. And if you go to the doc and the doc is like, well, it's not affecting your TSH yet. So we don't need to deal with it. And the answer is, well, that's only because it's not showing up in TSH and we never want it to show up in TSH. Right. We want to stop like, it let's cold. Stop it let's stop it there. in its tracks before we get there. Exactly. I want so, to back up to, to give listeners a, an understanding, you know, for us, sure. it's like, oh, TSH and free T3 right. and reverse true, T3. True. And it's all, you right. know, so, so the marker that is most commonly tested, this TSH thyroid stimulating hormone, you know, let's explain to listeners why, yes, when that's clearly out of whack, we already know you have a problem. Kind of explain what that is. And okay, sure. I think it becomes then really clear of like, oh, well, why would I wait until that's a problem? Okay. So TSH is the hormone that your brain, I believe it's the pituitary, releases to tell your thyroid, hey, we need some more energy. Okay. That's one measure. And TSH, you generally, at least for fertility, I like seeing it at around two. If TSH goes above four, Western medicine doctors will give the patient levothyroxoid or synthroid or some kind of synthetic hormone because they want, basically the brain is yelling at the thyroid, wake up, do your job. But the thyroid's having a really hard time responding. If you, and, and, and so what the, the medicine does is it basically is synthetic T4. So the brain tells the thyroid, hey, wake up, we need some, some more energy. And in response to that, the thyroid makes T4, which is a, basically it's a, it's a reserve hormone, but it basically says, okay, here's, here's the bundle of energy waiting to go. And, and that's what the medication is. But there are several other pieces in the, in sort of the, the communication pathway and the energy pathway. 
So T4 is an inert, inactive form. It converts to what's called T3, which is the active form of the thyroid hormone in the liver. And if you don't test that the level of T3, you don't actually know if that piece is being done. And so you may be, you know, you can have T4, but a lot, some patients will get the T4, the, the, the synthroid, and they'll be like, I'm still tired. That's and me. I test the T3 <laughs> and that's because they're not converting it correctly. And that's usually right. a nutritional deficiency, usually. Okay. So then that means we need to fix some of the nutritional stuff. T3, specifically free T3, that's the energy molecule. That's the one that, you know, starts opening it up and gives you all the energy. Now, TPO and TGAB are produced by your immune system. And what they are is a marker that your body, your immune system, for whatever reason, has decided to attack your thyroid. And like I said, my understanding is, is it's because the wires got crossed at some point and thyroid looks like gluten, which is why it fixes it in 75% of the cases. It doesn't always work. There is 25% where it's not that, but still, so if your body is attacking your TPO and or attacking your thyroid, even if your TSH, which is the message from your brain to your thyroid that says, hey, we need more energy is fine, your body can still be attacking your thyroid. And what's eventually going to happen, the conclusion of that story is, is that eventually the damage is going to be so great and most of the thyroid is going to get killed off that your TSH is going to be through the roof because your brain is screaming at your thyroid and your thyroid literally yeah. cannot respond because yeah. it's dead. And that's the part. It's like your body is killing your thyroid and it doesn't regrow. So the, so Western medicine has no way to stop that immune thing. Okay. Right. And it's, and it's not just as simple as like taking an allergy pill. It's like, I've never seen anything that says that that works. Okay. <laughs> and that's why this gluten thing makes me so excited. Cause like I said, 75% of this time, it'll stop it cold. Your body will stop attacking your thyroid. Well, and I would add even for the other 25%, it's a piece of it. Oh, it's a and piece of it. And they should still absolutely Correct. never, ever, ever. Never, ever have gluten. If you have yeah. antithyroid antibody, don't eat gluten, period, full stop. There yep. are other pieces of that puzzle. If you have any autoimmune diagnosis, don't eat stop gluten, gluten, period. <laughs> we could spend an hour and a half talking about why gluten is a problem. That's always um, my my qualifier. Like, no, you know, there is no one diet for everybody. Except, correct. <laughs> except getting off the gluten. Yeah. So so that's so okay. that's so, why so we want to catch. So thank you for going through all right. of that. We I just catch I want to catch it before. before your Which is, thyroid has literally been killed to the point that your brain is screaming at it and it can't respond. Which is what they consider clinical thyroid disease. So we correct. want we want to catch subclinical. We want to get before it, it before gets it's there. a problem. Right. And, and it's a simple blood test and it's not expensive. This isn't, you know, I do some crazy testing because yeah, I no, love it's it. It's cheap. It's this like, not, it's like, yeah, yeah, no. I mean, when I order it for my patients, I think it's 15 bucks. Yeah. It's so not it's not science. an expensive test. It's a super, like I said, it's simple. It's not easy, but it's a simple change. And the reason right. that you want to catch it before the TSH starts going up, which is where Western medicine can come in. Cause they're like, oh, well, we now have, we have a treatment for that. We just don't have a treatment for the other piece. That's we why have a it's treatment so for that symptom. We but we still haven't fixed the autoimmune part. <laughs> right. Yeah. True. Right. Yeah. True. We true. can get your TSH to come back down if we give but you some hormone. And, but and this is something that a lot of my patients, even if they're savvy, don't understand. Just because your TSH came down, if you have the Hashimoto's, you know, the TPO, TGAB, the Hashimoto's thyroiditis, 
your body is still killing your thyroid. Right. All that's going to happen is, is the amount of T, the T4, your medicine is going to have to go up because your thyroid is less and less able to produce the th- hormone because it's still being killed off. Right. That's why this is so beautiful is because you stop the gluten. And like I said, in those 75% of the cases and actually all the cases, at least you're dramatically reducing your body's attack on your thyroid. So it has a chance to survive. So that's why it's really important to do the blood test. That's why it's important to do gluten-free. And I cannot remember where we came to from that <laughs> or where we, where we were on that. Um, we were talking about how, you know, even still today, your fertility doc may say, right, oh, right, you have right, Hashimoto's, right. but it's not a problem. But it's not a problem. So if, if, the, if the TSH is high, right, and at that point I will say you, because I have occasionally patients come in, I don't want to take that. But if the TSH is high, I'm like, you have to take it. With We can stop the damage on the thyroid. But, right. but if your TSH is too high, it is a cause for miscarriage. So we're going to do all this work. And then if, because I've had it happen before. I had one patient who flat out refused to take the, thi- the, 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 the Synthroid, even though I was telling you, you got to take this. And she miscarried and it broke my heart because we could have potentially prevented that. it. Yeah. Because remember what I said about what the thyroid does. It's it's the energy generator. And if you don't have enough energy, your body will always choose you over the baby. Because if it there's not enough energy to go around, baby doesn't happen, right? It's like, it's just, you can't sustain it. So yes, I would like my patients if they're like that, certainly if they're at four or above, they need to be on the Synthroid. But often as they're working with me, if we can get the Hashimoto thyroiditis under control, some the TSH will often drop and then we're good to go. Now, again, I have my whole diagnostic fertility thing to determine whether or not we need to add herbs into that or whether I'm like, we still maybe want to add Synthroid into this because, or whatever they, you know, the, the generic, because I'm seeing some things that I don't, I want to make sure that once we get you pregnant, we keep you pregnant because, you know, miscarriage is the worst. It's like, it's bad enough if you can't get pregnant, but when you get pregnant, you lose it. It's horrible. So quick. So the the story, those four, or was it five, the five that came in one, all of them went gluten-free of the five, four of them, we got pregnant. They didn't miscarry and they kept the baby. Okay. One of them, we did wind up having to go to, you know, can't remember if it was IUI or IVF, because even with like the, the, you know, it was just, we never, for whatever reason, her hormones never got to where we wanted them to go. But the IVF story wound up being happy because she got her baby and she was thrilled. Meanwhile, all five feel better, have better energy, you know, aren't bloated, don't have the brain fog, you know, I mean, do stupid stuff and stay out late. Yeah. You're going to have the brain fog, (laughs) but but it's like, but they, their baseline energy level rose dramatically because their immune system was not constantly killing their thyroid. So it's, it's for all those patients, it was a happy ending and it was a super happy ending for four of them because, right. Because it was like, we got them pregnant naturally and they, they felt great during the pregnancy, you know, because we were able to deal with the Hashimoto's thyroiditis. So a healthy, happy baby at the end, even for number five is a huge win. Correct. And, and all of my patients appreciate the fact that they are, you know, one of what I want to do is give them the tools that they need to be healthy and have a baby. Right. Because so I see no not point. Done. Like they have the they're baby. Done. But now they I, have what I tell tools. my patients is hi, 
pregnancy is nine months, but you know what? Once you get pregnant and have that baby, you are on the hook for the next uh-huh. 18 years. <laughs> oh, and yes. actually, well, yeah, that's when they're in your house, uh-huh. but you're actually, this is a lifetime gig, right? You yes. are mom until you die. And you want to be around for as long as you want to be around. You want to have energy. You want to have the ability to do the things that you want to do. I was like, so my baseline is actually not just fixing the fertility. I tell my patients, I can't fix your fertility unless I get you healthy. So part of what I work on in my 90 day reset is, is like 80% of that program is, is health. It's like, and it's, you're like, well, I'm healthy. I have women. I am healthy. I do this. I do that. <laughs> Deeply I'm level. Like, hmm. We're talking about a healthy at a level where your body is absolutely going to believe and be convinced that you can make and carry a baby to term. And I'm like, and that is not the same thing. And what is healthy according to pop fads changes, right? Right. So, and what is healthy eating or healthy exercise levels for this person is not the same thing as that person. So what it is, is like, we're creating a foundation where these are the things that are pretty much baseline for everybody. And then I go into, okay, now for you, because of this piece over here, we're going to do that, you know, but for you, because of this piece over here, we're going to do this over here. So it, it's a, it's a personalized program, but the foundation is very similar for most people because most of my patients are coming in given where we are in the world and everything with the same sorts of baseline issues. And we fix those. And then it gets a whole lot easier to deal, to build the fertility. And for those of you listening that don't have Hashimoto's, the 90 day fertility reset workshop is for everybody. Oh yeah. It's for everybody trying to get pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's for everybody trying to get pregnant. Yeah. There is, there are pieces like I have like several videos devoted to Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And what I say is, look, if you've got, or if, if, if you have any kind of thyroid issue, go look at those videos, right? right. And if you've right. got, for example, endometriosis, if you've got endometriosis, then you go look at those videos. But like I said, there's a base, there are base videos, and then it breaks out according to what's going on. Interesting thing. Probably half of my women who come in with PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, have some kind of hypothyroidism. And of those, probably half of them have Hashimoto's thyroiditis. So and and you're dealing with all of these things are in the body yes. right and we have to we we heal the body to deal with the underlying sort of issues that are creating the fertility problems i love that amazing yeah. and i know you have an amazing ga- a gift for listeners it for 20% off of this incredible online program. Go to fertilityresetonline.com and it is inspired now 20 and you'll get 20% off. And again, if this is for everybody, I, I would say, honestly, I mean, because of what we were just talking about, anybody who wants to up level their health, it may feel a little weird to do a fertility workshop, you know, if you don't have a uterus anymore, <laughs> like me, but <laughs> you know, and, and I had... still benefit from it. I swear. It's true. So... Actually, it's true. It's like, yeah. I will have women. So, so putting aside women who don't have uterus, we'll talk about that, but it's like for women, for women who have like endometriosis or PCOS and they're yeah. not interested in getting pregnant, but they're like, what can I do to help myself feel better? Sure. Like I said, the foundation of the good health and dealing with the underlying issues is first. Yes. And then there are pieces of the workshop where I specifically go into like, this is what you do for fertility. And there's, pro- there's one 
unit you don't do. You're going to be like, yeah, I don't need that because I I talk about how do you track and like monitor your fertility. (laughs) But honestly, 80% of it is about building health. And then the other 20% of it is specific issues and then actual fertility. And my patients will come into me and they'll be like, so this fertility piece was a really small part of it. And I'm like, yeah. And they were like, but I feel better. My cycles are better. I'm like, everything's better. And I'm like, yeah, that's because we fixed the health foundation. Right. So it's, it. oh my oh, gosh, it my job's so much easier. <laughs> if I don't have to deal with all that other stuff, I'm like, yeah, now, right. you now I can just, all I have piece. to do is do fertility <laughs> instead of like backfilling all of those health right. that everybody has. It's For so women true. who don't have a uterus, especially if you have PCOS, that's permanent. Permanent PCOS is an endocrine problem, not a reproductive problem. Okay. If you have Hashimoto's thyroiditis or any Hashi- any sort of thyroid issue, that's an endocrine problem. It's not a fertility problem. Right. So anything, you know, if you have We're a uterus, root cause, like, it's yes. The, yeah. And the fertility yes. problem is the symptom. It's not Correct. the problem. I mean, Correct. it feels like the problem when you're it the feels one like the it, problem when you're trying to get pregnant. But the thing yeah. is, is that the underlying root cause is health yeah. issues. And right. with, with and specific on women's health, which is a really neglected field. Well, right? and like, you, you touched on it already. You know, we talked about that motivator of you can give up gluten, you know, do you want the baby? How much do you want the baby? And then, like you said, now you have the baby, you want to be here and feel well to raise the baby right? and the grandchildren and the whoever, right. you know, right. so right. It, right. it's all so important. Cause the thing to remember the way the one, when you talk to an OBGYN or reproductive endocrinologist, the only thing they're interested in is your uterus and your ovaries. Right. They're a little bit interested in your brain, but mostly they focus on that little package. And last time I checked, our uterus and ovaries aren't walking around by themselves out there. <laughs> well, mine they are. They live, right? <laughs> they're not moving anymore, though. <laughs> but but they started out in the whole package. Right. So you deal with the whole package. <laughs> and then what you wind oh, up oh, with. Shocker. Exactly. And then this all gets better because again, the root cause has been addressed. So I love it. Now I know you already said it, but here's your opportunity. If you want to add, or I always, always ask guests to give listeners that one step that they can take to start to improve their health. And if somehow they fell asleep, (laughs) I missed it. Let's say it one more time. So, so (laughs) If you have to ask, <laughs> but, but can I eat that? Mm. Because it's only a little bit of gluten. The answer is no. If you have to ask, can I, the answer is no. I love Because, that. because you already know what the answer is. You just want wiggle room. <laughs> right. And right. the answer is for Hashimoto's thyroiditis, for any woman who has elevated TPO or TGAB, there is no wiggle room. You have to go gluten-free. Okay. Just be glad you're, you're doing my it now. New best friend. <laughs> I'm going to so take all the sound bites. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's be glad that it's happening now and not right. like 10 years ago. I went gluten-free about 10 years ago because I actually got eczema, like crazy eczema. I also suspect looking back, it probably had something to do with my miscarriages, but none of that stuff was tested when sure. I was having my kids. But it's like, it's, and it's just not worth it. Oh, it was so different back then. I, it's yeah, like, it, there's I so went, much good gluten-free like, 14, like, 14 years ago. 
Yeah. You couldn't find it. Basically, you yeah. know, you had salad. Well, and, and I'm not as nice as you because I say, and this is we this is a whole nother episode, but I'm like, take it further, just go grain free, and then you don't have to worry about it because then you're not getting all the junk. But I know I'm uh, I'm so that there there is a piece about that in my <laughs> workshop, and I didn't think we had enough time to cover that. I know. Too. I want to talk There's... about dairy too. You're gonna have to come back. We have so much more. To oh talk yeah. About. Oh, I have all sorts of things. Actually, I only have one thing to say about dairy, and we all know what that is. <laughs> well, I think that may touch the other twenty five percent. Yeah. Of people, right? Yeah. If you're if you're gluten free, but you're still eating dairy, then that's a problem too. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a problem. And, and it's a problem. You know, I, I, I do actually, I don't, I don't like 100% grain free except for in certain cases, mm-hmm. but I also am taught there's only specific. Correct. Yeah. And there's only certain grains that I'm, I will allow. Yeah. So, but wheat is not one of them. Gluten is not one there of you them. Go. You know, it's just that <laughs> simple. It's like, it's just not. And, you know, I know a lot of people go gluten-free, really? It's like, look, I ha- we have scientific evidence, especially yeah. in this particular case, that that it's not just all of us, you know, complementary alternative types saying this, like, with no backing. Right. right. I have objective proof because I track TPO, TGAB. The only change that I had, some of those women make, was gluten-free. I was like, don't change anything else. It dropped like a rock. They felt better. And it's like, look, that's all the proof that they needed. Right. So. There it is. There you go. The proof is in the baby. That's exactly right. (laughs) That's exactly right. Before we wrap up, where's the best place for listeners to find you? Those that listen on the go and don't check the show notes, where can they find you? So if they go to fertilityresetonline.com, it's all spelled out. Okay. Mm -hmm. They can click on the link about buying my course. If they want the discount, and I have completely forgotten the code, they want to put the discount code in at checkout. And that is... Yep. Inspired now 20, you'll get 20% off. It's completely automated. And it's, you know, it's, I make every one of my fertility patients take this and every single one of them comes back and says, this has completely changed my life because I feel better. And you know, it's just like any woman who is struggling with fertility, any woman who is struggling with any sort of like reproductive issues, even if you're not trying to get pregnant, but if you have like heavy periods or long periods or just yucky periods or like cramping or any of that stuff. It's like, it's, it, I really designed it to help improve women's health. And I yeah. And, the, and then and there's then some the bonuses. Fertilities. Yeah. And then the bonuses <laughs> is that we do the fertility too, but it's just, I think it's so important for women to be empowered, to have the tools to feel better. And Honestly, it's like, and then at the end, you decide what works for you and what doesn't. And you decide what it is that you're willing to incorporate and what you're not willing to incorporate. But if you have all of the tools in front of you, then it makes it so that you have the information and information is power. So. I love it. And I'm all about, we are both all about taking your power back. That's absolutely that why absolutely. we do what we do. Absolutely. Lisa, thank you so much. You have shared amazing gold with us today. Oh, well, thank you so much for letting me like spread the word because it's, it's just really important to me that people feel better, right? It's about wellness. It is. It is. It is. It is. For everyone listening, remember you can get the show notes and transcripts by visiting inspiredliving.show. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And me. <laughs> yes. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 
If you'd like to get a transcript of this and every other episode, just head on over to inspiredliving.show or click on the link in this episode's description. There, you can also find everything we discussed in this episode, including links and information about our guest. You can even send in your questions to be answered by Julie in a future episode. That's inspiredliving.show. Until next time, this is Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, helping you take your power back.